You've selected Country AF Radio on demand. Can take it with me anywhere. Plays whatever I want. You've heard of TED Talks. Now listen to Toad Talks. Welcome, Mr. Michael Ray. What's up, buddy? Back again. Thanks for having me. Stoney's Rock and Country. And uh, it's raining outside. It is, yeah. It's a weird day, uh, weather-wise, in Vegas. I'm not going to be a, a dick and tell you, to tell you that it followed you here, but it seems like it followed I you here. I think there. it did, yeah. <laughs> we can actually, let's just have fun and blame it on Kevin and Darren and the guys yeah. down at Country Rebel. Yeah, it's actually the tears of our livers from last night. Dude, after. yeah. Uh, I, I told you earlier that I tried to get them to come back out again. Just a quick little flight, and um, they wouldn't do it because they were crying that you, that you did them in last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was a group effort. Group effort, yeah, that's the way it works. Um, Amos, last time you were here, I don't think Amos was out yet. It was just coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite track on that album? Um, probably, probably her world or mine. Yeah, it's, yeah. How come? One of my favorite. It's very autobiographical on what I went through, uh, and it's just, you know, I grew up playing such and being a fan of still uh, traditional country music, and I feel like, uh, you know, the story of that song falls in the line of a. You know, it leans more towards a more traditional uh, feel, right? And a story style of country, style. Right. And so I, uh, I just felt I, don't know, I love those songs. That's what I, I, I love a good heartbreak song. Yeah, and, uh, and I, and I love the fact that it's written to be open, so anybody can put themselves in that situation when everybody's been in that situation. So most definitely, it never really says who you know if it's a guy or the girl or who it is. It's just always it's open for the listener to. It's it's like the opposite of a wedding song. Yes, yes. <laughs> I always find that that uh, I have a lot of friends that reach out and they'll ask, like, what's a really good song for a wedding song, that sort of thing. But um, when I listen to a lot of music that's coming out right now, um, Colby Cooper is one guy, and he has a song, it, it Ain't Me, and it's a total breakup song. And I like... I can always relate to it because everybody's been through a breakup, yeah. and that's why that's why I dig them. What's next off of Amos? Are you going to release something else as a single? Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to go one more deep. We don't know what it will be yet. Um, we're in the middle of kind of figuring that out now, but also just enjoying the ride that when they got a ways doing right now. It's yeah. sitting uh, top fifteen and looking like it'll be top ten soon. It's just been incredible, man, to have uh, to see everybody connect with this song and it start. Uh, you know, kind of gaining wings and, and right. watching the fans sing it and every night knowing it and and uh just more and more people are uh are, are reaching out about it and and so just kind of being in the moment of having a what feels like to be a big hit for us heck yeah i hope it goes to number one that'd be pretty Thanks, awesome man, me too what you've gone to number two no i've, I've had two number ones two yeah. number ones what are they mm-hmm. kiss you in the morning and think a little less that's funny i just looked up online and i'm retarded because i didn't i wasn't quite sure if it went number one yeah. but that's awesome yeah. i think the first time you came here was um part of the acm group two years ago mm-hmm. uh with midland yeah swan brothers and Alyssa michaela thomas rep popped up yeah he did and it was somebody's birthday it was thomas rep's oh, birthday yep. yeah he spent his last two birthdays here oh really <laughs> yeah he was here uh the following year which was kind of cool too not i think it was like a day off of his birthday but yeah. that particular night was rad to go back and look at the pictures of everyone singing him happy birthday and yeah. it just fell into place it was awesome are you writing right now oh yeah yeah we're in the middle of making uh i'm writing a lot i'm actually writing a lot more uh for this third record whenever we we i don't want to I don't want to get caught off guard like I did the second one with like where we were just so focused on being on the road and right. and you know uh, getting think a little less up to the charts to not even thinking that hey you're gonna have to go in and make a new record right so I wanted to get ahead of the curve on this and and I felt like I, in my life I got a lot I want to say and I and I know what I want to say and how I want to say it so uh, yeah we're in the middle of writing right now and recording and getting things together so uh, we are a few steps ahead. 
That's that's a, that's a positive. I've always hear, hear the story of the people that write. They say that you have ten years to write your first and one year to write your your next one. You have like a month to write your <laughs> a little less one. than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Do you like the idea of Spotify just being able to release a single and just kind of like keep your fans happy, or do you do you still like the whole idea of a whole album? Um, I think a whole album. I mean, both have their 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 good sides and you know. And bad, I guess, if you have to wait. You know, we're not... I'm, I mean, I'm bad about it now. You watch... I don't want to watch a TV show and wait a week. I want to watch the whole thing, you sure. know? So uh, I get that side of it. I think, you know, it keeps it keeps new music out all the time, which is which is great. Um, I think I think we're looking at the future of how people are probably going to be able to listen to a full album. It's just going to be in a different way. Sure. Uh, to where instead of waiting and buying... Physical. 15 songs. Right. People will just wait every Friday and they'll release a new song. However, my fear is is that I, I hope that people will still dive into B cuts and, sure. and I hope they dive into loving a song, not just getting tired of, you know, not just jamming it for a week and then going, okay, and then throwing it to aside, you know, because people work really, really hard to put that music together and, right. and to get it out. So I think they're, you know, I come from the generation of CDs, so I personally. Uh, love waiting, you know, and now it's Friday, it was Tuesday for a long time of, you know, waiting for a whole album to come out and right. man, I wonder what record, you know, what songs are going to be there. And uh, so I love that. I think that's, that's something that, that will definitely be missed, but only by the generation that knows about it. Yeah. You can't miss something if you didn't know. I think that, that today with, with um, elements of music, like the Spotify's, I'm going to toot our own horn, like country AF radio, we have the ability to play whatever we want, whenever we want. No one dictates what we play other than ourselves. So, there's stuff like um, Jimmy Allen, who I know you love. Uh, we play his whole Mercury Lane album. We play every song off yeah. it just because it's good. And yours, I think we probably have like seven or eight songs, that, and we just keep adding new ones. I think uh, You're On yep. just added that oh, one cool. um, Thanks, last week. And it's just kind of like the people, 12 to 3, Monday through Friday, I'm on, and I do nothing but brand new music. You'll hear nothing uh, that's more than like two months old. Yeah. I, I cycle through the stuff. And then if we, if we feel it's good and the response has been good, we cycle it into normal playing hours. But 12 to 3, prime time, I don't... I don't like to play anything. Yeah. Like I, I want to do the new stuff and brand new music. And I'm um, pretty active on social with artists, so I can just, when they post that, hey, man, I got a new single, I'll go listen to it. If it's something I dig, I'll grab it real quick, throw it up online, and we introduce it almost every day we play That's something awesome. new. Yeah, see, I think, I think in that aspect, uh, I think it's great. Like I said, both, you know, I think releasing new music every week is something that gives the fans something to, to look forward to, and it gives us... Uh, because yeah, man, I'll be honest with you. Nothing, nothing's worse than like you put out the record and then you start writing songs and you're like, "Holy crap, do we need to put?" And then you got to wait a whole another year for sure. that comes out. So to know that you know, hey, we can we you can, can put it out whenever. Soon. Yeah, just release it whenever. Uh, that's awesome, and yeah. I, and I, I do like that aspect of it. And I think it's a uh, like I said, I think that's I think that's how people are gonna uh, be listening to full albums. They're just gonna get them two songs every week instead sure. of buying a full copy. You know, which is which is cool. And I think. Uh, I think as long as people don't just listen to them for six days and they go, all right, I'm done. They're done. What's the next right. one? Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. I think we're we're all we're in a cool place. Me and my band talk about it all the time. It's music business wise or or uh, you know how people are consuming the music, getting the music. We're in the where everything's changing. Yeah, you know, again, again, and yeah. so we're in the middle of it. So it's cool uh, to be on the kind of the front end on some of it and learn. Oh, okay. Here's how this is going, and and it's it's kind of cool for for me as an artist to learn how people are listening to music and right. and how they're getting my music, and you know what outlet are they using the most, and and 
it it does help us out a lot uh, on that aspect of it. It's pretty neat because I'll go back 15, 20 years ago. I would sit down. I sat down with um, a couple artists that were on the rise, and I would ask them, like MP3s. How do you think that's going to change the world? You know, in yeah. a sense of being able to get free music. And you know, I mean, it was scary back then that the artists was I, I, getting screwed in a sense but now you look at there's this paid platform of a spotify or an itunes that supports what you guys are doing which is even better we pay the stuff that we spend because mm-hmm. we have a license for downstairs for the stuff that we that we spend so i'm excited just just to see what happens next because i've sat with some people and um they're sticklers to the album like yeah. i'm writing an album and then there's the people that are like dude when we get done we can put it out and we can just keep going and going and going and then it's like I like the idea of every week if you have an album just to release it because it keeps it fresh. It keeps people. It keeps you in their in their minds. Yeah, and yeah. Also, it keeps. I mean, in that aspect, you you can you can still make an album. Sure. It's just people aren't buying all fifteen songs at that one time. Right. You know, spread out. Put one song out every Friday till the whole album's done. Right. Then maybe give it a break and then do another. You know, whatever it might be. Uh, I just think it's, I don't know. It's cool, man. It's cool to see because. I mean, honestly, sky's the limit. You can do whatever you want. It's you like, can as as long as people, as long as you have fans. As long as yeah, yeah as long as you have fans. <laughs> but I think for any artist that that is in there, we're all grinding. But to grind to grow the fan base, to try to get that notoriety to where they can uh, start building a bigger fan base. I think it's. I think they need to use use it. They need to use that platform as much as possible. Yes, and I agree. Because now, now if you're you know somebody and you're in your your room playing guitar. I mean, you could cut a really solid demo on a computer by yourself, sure, and put it out. And now, all of a sudden, you got global access. Yeah, that song could go viral all over the place. You know what I mean? So I think, in the ways of, of being a new artist, and and it's it's awesome. I think that anybody that's trying to get uh, their thing going, their brand going, their art going, there's an avenue. There's a huge avenue, yeah, that I think they need to take advantage of. I'm trying to think of the other guy. His name is totally. He's in the hip hop world. He's got the tattoos on his face. Um, he released a single on uh, SoundCloud. Went to bed, woke up the next morning, thirty thousand spins, and now he's huge. Yeah, and, and you, you just sit back and you're like, um, that's pretty crazy. Like, how did they find him? But it's it's to me now. It's I mean, this social world we have, like everybody you, wants to share it. Everybody, yeah. Does. And if they're passionate about a song, they're it's gonna they're gonna share it. And, Heck yeah. And I think that's I think it's, that's what's cool about it. And and it is scary stepping into something that's kind of bigger than what we all can really wrap our minds around. Right. You know, the fact that. Just one button, one push of a screen now. I guess we don't have buttons anymore. One push of a screen and just, boom, it's out into the world. Everyone and their brother can get Everybody it. Everybody in the world has a yep. chance to, to, to get their hands on this. Stuff. It's nice to see when stuff gets shared. And uh, I'm an analytical guy, and I, I sit back and I look at when someone shares something and how many views it gets off a of share. Like if we post a video of something for Stonies or for an artist that we're, that we're doing st- stuff with, it's just it's crazy. I look at um, um, Tony Jackson and his mm-hmm. video he did with uh, the Grand Tour. Yeah. And what it did on Country Rebel was uh, 30, 40, million, 40 million views. And he's like, people don't know who he is. Yeah. But he's an amazing artist, and now he's just growing. And, yeah. Um, I miss their platform of what they used to do all the time because I know Facebook kind of changed changed a lot of things mm-hmm. and the ability. We used to record a lot here. Don't do that anymore because our, our, our avenue is very small because the minute we post something with someone, um, publishing rights, we get some sort of an email that says you can't do that. Oh, wow. You can't use that. So the only place that we can do it now is kind of like through the radio station because we pay and they really can't say anything to mm-hmm. us there. But 
Um, I probably should say um, congrats on the engagement. Thanks, man. That was pretty <laughs> rad to see. I appreciate it. I mean, um, I'm not much of a, um, a bachelor or a bachelorette kind of guy, but to see that, that's that's awesome. You guys went away, did your th- I had no idea. Like when it came out, I didn't even know you guys were dating or anything. Like oh that. yeah, yeah, man. We we I had a plan. I talked to her mom and dad when we were in uh, Thanksgiving or at their place for Thanksgiving, and so we had a trip planned with just them, just her mom and dad and her and I. Nice in Tulum. So I was like, what better place to right to do it than there? So. Dude, congrats. We did it up. When's the wedding date? Do you know? Uh, we're in the middle of planning it right now. We're trying to plan a wedding. We're trying to figure a date in between two touring schedules. Uh, sure. But we Difficult. got some stuff. It's going to be this year. Yeah? Good. Uh, we got some We got some dates on hold that we're just trying to figure out. You know. Do you write with her at all? Uh, we haven't yet, no, but we've talked about it. We will. We're just nothing. Not that we wouldn't. She's just right. uh, both being real busy, but I'm sure we I, will at some point. I would think in some sense you guys probably both... Um, have some stuff to get out yeah man and i think too like both of us grew up very similar as far as i was playing a lot of traditional country and bluegrass festivals and she was doing the same thing but in kentucky so uh i think yeah but the given the given the right uh idea i think yeah. we would do it yeah I we guess, have we so yeah because we haven't like not written yet to because we're like oh we don't want to write right it has and I, we're It'd be a natural busy. thing, I, w- I would think. It'd be natural, and uh, yeah, and I think you know it'd be something probably if we had like a, a week or two off. Yeah. You know, right now we get home, and it's like you got a couple of days. Let's hang out. Yeah. Sweet. Favorite place to eat in Nashville? Man, uh, probably Jeff Ruby's. Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse. Yeah. All right. It's a good place, man. It's on. I think it's on second or third. I tried the Nashville chicken place last time I was there. Right before I got on a plane. Oh, the hot chicken? Yeah, don't do that. That was a horrible idea. <laughs> Chris and I both did it. We just looked at each other and went, that was a mistake. Just burns. Yeah. It was good. But I don't, it is it good? I'll be honest with you. I've never had it. It's uh, um, Hattie B's is where we went. And the reason why we went there, we stayed at the hut, and it was right across the street. And we looked down the street, and there wasn't anybody in line. That's the first time we've ever driven oh, wow. by there. And yeah. so we were like, screw it. Let's just go try it. Yeah, that's my thing, too. It's like, I want to, there's another place called Biscuit Love. Yeah. And I love, like, homemade biscuits. Yeah. But I'm not standing in line. For no. That, unless, like, Jesus is. <laughs> Serving them and like Merle Haggard's playing, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, give today. you something, yeah, to reason. Today, yeah. yeah, that would be. I would probably stay in the line, but I don't, I like hot food, but I hear that hot chicken's pretty hot, dude. I, I hear got it's it. great. I've just never, I don't know. I got a plane and it was hot, I got nothing on it and oh, it was really? hot, yeah. yeah. No, I and, can't do that. And it, I was like, uh, and I like hot food, but that that's a whole nother level. Yeah, people me. love it though. I yeah, mean, there's well, literally clearly. a line <laughs> all the time, an hour, though. People wait an hour that. The Pancake Pantry, which I have ate at, that was, never really, been there. Either. You got to go there. There's a get there super early because there's a huge line after that. But the sweet potato pancakes, it's good. Oh man, we um, good shit. I uh, we ate at a place where you sit down. Now I'm gonna I'm drawing blank. It begins with an M. But you sit down. There's a few of them, and you sit with a bunch of people, random pe- people. Is it, is it a Mongolian place? No, no, oh. it's 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 home food, southern food. Oh, okay. So you you go in, you put your name down, and they sit you with random people. So if there's two people in your party, oh okay, uh, the other ten you have yeah, no idea who. Big name style. Yeah, dude, you sit down That's and dope. you get the food and you pass it. Chicken. I'm gonna have to remember the name of it. Um, I'll send it to your to your camp. But it was probably one of the better southern food. I lived in Atlanta for a while, but and, and oh, ate some good food. Dude, the the restaurants in Nashville right now are. That, like, that's why it's mini hard. Like, Carly and I, literally, we don't, we never go out. Yeah. Like, we we're home like we eat in we you know we eat very plain and healthy so like we cook at home I'd I'd always rather grill at my house than sure. go anywhere anyway so we literally never go anywhere uh and so like now people ask like hey what's your favorite restaurant I'm like oh shit I don't know home, I'm like yeah have, Tuesday at home yeah I'm like <laughs> uh, whatever Carly's cooking but there I got a couple obviously go tos that are really good 
but there there's new ones popping up so much that they're all uh, there's there's really I don't think you're gonna go wrong right uh, with any if we if you're craving it Nashville's got it and it's they it's got a good, good. Um, sushi bar there that that we go to every time we're there and I'm again I'm Virago yep that's yeah, it Virago that place Virago. is so badass yeah Virago's great um, I land for CRS on Monday and Monday night that's that's our first stop oh man. yeah I love Virago yeah it's good it's uh it's almost like Vegas yeah yeah it's getting there. The price, the fish quality, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's up for twenty nineteen? Like what are your goals for this year? Uh man, you know, this is just my year to to I feel like we're I'm really making a connection. I feel like I'm really growing and I feel like I've hit this year very confident in knowing where I wanna head to and I th- I want this year to be the year that that puts us in, you know, bigger rooms. I want this year to be the the, the year that uh that we really continue this connection with the fans. I feel like every show that, you know, we're just, it's growing and the connections there and the passions are growing right. uh, with every show. And, and I just, I think that this year is our year for that. And, uh, and I'm working very hard to make that happen. So you're doing a good job. I can tell you that, uh, Cody Johnson held the record for pre-sales and, um, uh, you, you 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 now have it. Awesome! Heck yeah! Uh, um, we've we've never in the history of Stoney's sold out a show b- before the no day of way. the show. Before uh-huh. the day of the show, it's the first time it's ever happened. Oh yeah! Well, thank so, you guys for doing congrats that. Congrats awesome. and, and thanks on that. And um, do I get I, like a statue out here, <laughs> dude? You know what? Yeah, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that that uh, that our goal is to do um, for us as a venue is like we work with emerging artists young. Like I feel like we got you pretty young. Yeah. For, the first time you were Y'all here. do a great job of that too, man. Thank you. Thank you. You blossomed really, really fast. Uh, I think the only guy that's ever gone faster than you is um, probably Luke Combs. Oh, yeah. But but other than that, I mean, our goal is like uh, if you play here six times, the seventh time, we're going to give you something. We're going to give you a badass plaque and a thank you to to keep supporting us. But um, like I said, hopefully we'll have the next time you come through, we'll have three open and that will give us our seventh Let's one. Let's make it happen. <laughs> no, one, two, there three. Go, all all right there. I we'll think, knock it out, man. Well, I think, I think it's awesome, man. I think that, you know, uh, there's, there's clubs, uh, and venues and guys like you in the music business that give a shot, um, to all of us. And like, we wouldn't be where we're at if it isn't for clubs that take a chance on us. Heck yeah. And, and you know, uh, Stoney's here and you got you know, Joe's in Chicago yep. and, and, uh, was boots and buckles in Lakeland when it was open. And you got a bunch of these, uh, places that, uh, saddlebags in Savannah, Georgia is one of them. There, there's like, there's a handful that like y'all know going in that you're going to lose money the first time. Right. But you don't give a shit about that. It's okay. And I always love that no matter what, like I remember walking in here the first time headlining and calling Aaron, my agent going, what the hell are we going to, why would you put me here? Like, this is way too big. You know, like I remember, and he's like, it's the, you, you're now in this level. Like you're going to, we just grow This is your last rooms. time here? Whenever. Wait, here? or uh, Yeah, the first time I played here. With Midland and everybody that night? Or you're talking no, about no, no, the one myself. after that? Yeah. Yes. And so I was like, and, and and we ended up packing it out. And it was, uh, but you know every club uh, that all you guys that are like that man, it, it gives us a shot. It gives us a place where where we can grow. And like y'all's excitement feeds us to be like, yeah, man, all right, we got a hundred people here. Let's shoot for three hundred yeah. next time. You know, and, and grow. And then you get to see that growth. And sometimes, man, when you're on the road, Carla and I talk about it all the time. Sometimes you have weekends that put you on a high, and you're like, man, this is working. Next weekend might humble the hell out of you. Sure. You know what I mean? And I just, think that's a good thing, so though. But it's cool to be able to come to places to go, oh, man, remember last time we 
only had half. Right. And you know, man, this time we sold out pre-sales. So I think it's really cool. It's a it's a great uh, it's a it's a great thought process that that um, you're growing the way you're growing, and and you see that and you remember us for that because that's an important piece. Russell, uh, like I said, he's been here six times. I met John Marks for the first time at Russell's CD release party at the exit at the Exit Inn in Nashville. Mm-hmm. He, he played here right before Root. Uh, and everyone in his camp said, uh, um, our seed release party is in two weeks, exit in, you won't be there. And they, everyone, Kaylee came out and said, you won't. And I was like, fuck. So Heather no, and I. Yeah, no, I have to. Yeah. I have to. We <laughs> packed up our stuff. I got there. I met John Marks. And the first word, he's walking upstairs with all these people. And he comes up and he's like, hey, I'm John Marks. Uh, I go, dude, I know who you are. Like that. And I go, I'm Toad from Stoney's. He goes, I know who you are. And I was like, how oh, the fuck you know who I am? Like that. And he goes, how'd you get 700 people in to see Russell Dickerson the first time he played there? And I went, we liked him so much in the beginning, but the better question is, is before yours hit radio, why don't you ask me how he sold the place out twice? And it wasn't because of radio. It's because we have a fan base here of people that enjoy music, search Mm -hmm. for music, look for it. We spread it the way we spread it, whether it be in the club. Now this right here is an avenue for us to let people... We like to see it. Austin yeah. Burke's one of those dudes, too, that, that came through here the first time. 65 people were standing up front. The last time he came here, 300. See, he's coming awesome. back in April. He's going to play for probably 700 because hopefully a whole lot in love just yeah through the roof, man. That dude needs it. You need it. We all need it. I mean, that's my favorite part about what yeah. we do is, like, I want to meet you guys young yeah, man. and work our way up. And that's what it's all about. Heck, yeah. All, I appreciate the fact the that I met the guy that, that owns Joe's. Um, Ed. Ed, yeah. Ed Warren. Yeah. Dude, it was the neatest thing in the world. ACM Honor Show. We went back. We got nominated for Nightclub of the Year. Yeah. Didn't win it, but that's all right. The nod for me was enough. That's but awesome. meeting him, he was like, dude, I've wanted to meet you guys for so long because the same conversation that you just that we just had, it put us and him in the same. He's like, I get the same thing. Yeah. Everyone talks about Joe's and they talk about Stoney's. Hospitality, mm-hmm. we care, the room, we treat, like that sort of thing. Yeah, and that's absolutely. What it's, and we take that chance. Yeah, well, I think that's why you, you know, Y'all will see, and, and, and Joe's sees, you know, when Dirks wants to do a pop-up. Yeah. You know, J- Ed was booking Dirks when he was <clears throat> when he was only putting 65 people in the room. Sure. And then he'd book him again, and there'd only be 120. He was booking Luke Bryan. He was, you know what I mean? Like, right. And that's what and, – and for anybody listening to him, mean, that's why you got to come to these sh- club shows because you never know. I mean, a song hits, it really does change everything, and, and, and you end up – Going, man, I could I could have seen, you know, at on their case, Dirk's Bentley in a place that holds right. nine hundred people Intimate. for for a fifteen dollar ticket. You know, yeah. and, and so I think that you know, it's just the club level is such an important level. It, it not only lets us hone our craft to grow, but it's the relationships that we make for the rest of our lives. And yeah. it's the fans that, that that's in country music, that's where you get that connection with the fans, is that one on one in a you know, the fans that have been coming since there was only 65 people and yeah. they come back and there's 300 and they come back and you know, I told and they, you and they sit up there yeah. and I was here at your first show. And yeah. yeah. I mean, you our our um, Austin Burke, his second show he ever played ever was here. Oh, cool. And so every time I see him, he's just like, dude, I will never, ever, 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 ever forget. Yeah. Like that was that's what it should be. That's awesome. man. I appreciate the time. Yeah, buddy. Dude, I hope we have a killer show tonight, which we already awesome. know we're going to. Let's Hell just yeah. pray the rain. God say no more rain. Yeah, I know. Dude, uh, good luck in 2019, too, and um, congrats again on the wedding. Thank you, buddy. Country AF Radio's On Demand.